thrusters won't stop firing. I think I'm being followed. My dad is turning green, like literally green. My last nav check put me on the range point four. This is control. Be reasonable. Keep calm and remain on the guard frequency. Welcome pilots, you're tuned to the guard frequency, because as all good pilots know, when you're out in the deep black, you want to keep one ear on the guard. This is episode 224 of the Best Damn Space Sim Podcast Ever, recorded on Friday, August 10th, and made available for download Tuesday, August 14th, 2018, over at guardfrequency.com. I'm Tony. I'm Jeff. And I'm Ken Shadow. And Tony can stream about you if you can't hold him tonight, right? Um, Tony? That's right, Ken Shadow. Remember, folks, Guard Frequency is not a one-way conversation. We welcome your comments over at GuardFrequency.com and Discord.GuardFrequency.com. You can also reach us on Twitter at GuardFreak or Facebook.com forward slash GuardFreak. Your feedback is an important part of what we do, so hit us up and tell us what's on your mind. If you like what you hear, you can subscribe to our shows at Feeds.GuardFrequency.com or by searching for us on iTunes. And if you're not doing anything on Friday nights, then you should come and join us at 10.30 p.m. Central as we record Guard Frequency live over at twitch.tv slash guardfreak. Do you like what we do? Want to help us make the best damn Space Sim podcast ever? Well, right now we're looking for a replacement audio engineer to help us bring you the show that you love each week. No experience is necessary, and we will train you in everything you need to know. All you need is an ear for good radio, a spare hour or two each week, and a desire to work with idiots like us. If this sounds interesting, or you would like to know more, drop us an email, tweet, or comment on this show's post. And if audio editing is not your thing, hey, then you can always support the show by visiting our website, clicking on the Patreon logo, and becoming a regular subscriber. We want to thank all of our Patreons who support us week on week. We hope you'll consider joining them because the more support we get, the better show we can make. Just head over to our website and click on the big Patreon logo to help out. And don't forget about our sister productions, Priority One and Heroes Rise. Priority One covers all things Star Trek, from the TV series to the MMO, the novels, the movies, and everything in between. Be sure to check them out at PriorityOnePodcast.com. And Heroes Rise brings you up to date with the world of Dungeons and Dragons. Learn all about the latest publications, tools, tips, tricks, and traps in less time than it takes to skin a wyvern. Head over to HeroesRisePodcast.com to discover their secrets. And the housekeeping is done, so let's get on with the show. What have we got in store this week, Tony? In this week's Flight Deck, we bring you all the headlines from Simulated Space, including the latest news from Elite Dangerous, Star Citizen, and Dual Universe. Next, we'll get the news from the Deep Black with Spencer McDunn on Galactic Public Radio. After that, we continue our audio adventure, Guard Frequency Origins, going tink, tink, tink down another hallway. And finally, we open up the feedback loop and let you join in the conversation. So lace up your booties, campers. It's time to head out to the flight deck. Speed 175, Port Bay, hands on approach, checkers green, call the ball. Then get taken home with me. Here are the top news bits from the world of space sims. Slow news week from Frontier again. So we dig up some player-on-player player dirt. Uh, emergent gameplay. Uh, in Elite Dangerous. Dual Universe has more money from its existing investors and an official 2020 release date. And in Star Citizen news, turrets get a rework and so does the 300i and space plants on Hurston. On Hurston. On Hurston. All right. So, uh, again, we'll start with the slow news weekend and Elite Dangerous. Uh, I went tooling around on Reddit because 
there's nothing going on. They must be working on a patch or something. So uh, this week in emergent gameplay news, you guys remember the butt fedoras? Just ringing a bell for anybody? Yeah. Remember the butt fedoras? The, the 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 smiling dog crew. So they're up to their usual shenanigans. Basically a PvP group, and they were the ones involved in shooting down the Salome NPC PC whatever that situation Salome? was. Uh, Harry, yeah. Commander Harry Potter? Commander Harry Potter, he's a wizard, yes. They're the ones uh, who convinced you guys to go to the fight without weapons. Uh, that's that's what happened. They convinced you guys well, to have was, this big thing and then not even take a gun. But go ahead. That No, no, that was that was the plan of the people that set up the events. And the, and our, the big y- rant is, that came I'm, out at the end, they said, right. the first thing we did was convince you not even to bring guns. I thought that was hilarious. Well, so yeah, anyway, well, yeah. let's just. Well, no, uh, but this is I don't good. want you to revise it's, it's history. That, <laughs> no, 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 no. This is good because this is exactly this is exactly what's happening this time too. So the smiling dog crew gets invited or gets wind of this. Oh, raid. Wait, 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 wait. Butt fedoras or smiling dog? Who are we talking about here? Well, we say that asshats are the ganker people, but then we have a group of people in Elite who actually wrote into the show. Uh, and said we call ourselves the asshats and don't associate us with those type of people. So we now have to call them butt fedoras because it's not okay. the trademarked name. And they are so we ones. actually don't want to offend asshats. That's awesome. Right, right. <laughs> we, we're trying not to offend because we got letters. The last time we did, we got letters. So we, we don't want that. Oh, heavens no. We don't want anything oh, God, like that. No. We don't. We hate feedback. Why would we want no, that? No, we hate feedback and controversy. That's not our bag at all. No, that's, God, no we hate that. Who am I working with here? <laughs> Schizophrenics. That's who you're working with, Jeff. That's that's okay. that's what's going on here. You have no idea who's going to show up night to night. So back to the story. Okay. So Smiling Dog Crew gets wind of or gets invited to this raid that a primarily a primarily PVE group is going to put on. They have a theory that the Aegis group in the game is actually um, setting up the Thargoids. Like they're the one they drop. Uh, transmitters next to the stations that the Thargoids are supposed to hit. They've got pictures of them in-game, blah, 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 but it's it's one of those, is this a legit thing that Frontier is keeping from us, or is this just a conspiracy theory and it's just random item generation that front, uh, Frontier is putting in there? So they decide, well, we're going to go blow up the Aegis station. We're going to go take out its defenses and its turrets and stuff and, and change the narrative, right? Change, uh, force Frontier to change the narrative or respond to us anyway, uh, based on our in-game actions. And so they wanted to do it in open, but that, of course, gives problems because people like the Smiling Dog crew come in and wreck it. So they either invited him in or Smiling Dog got wind of it. Predictably, predictably, uh, Smiling Dog showed up there under the uh, 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 ostensibly to, to provide security against all the other butt fedoras out there. And predictably, they, you know, Curse your sudden but inevitable betrayal. Mine is an evil laugh. And the whole thing went down down the tubes. At two, Brute? At two, indeed. So, Smiling Dog goes, ha ha, another stupid PvE group gets its just desserts. Never trust a Smiling Dog. Uh, the other people go, well, we took it to private and, and, and did it there. And, you know, still did our thing. So whatever. And then they came back and replayed it in open. They did it again in open without telling Smiling Dog about it or anybody else. So they kicked all the people that beat him up off of their Discord or whatever, and then reran the event again in open, this time successfully. And so now this is where Henry's revisionist history stuff comes in. They're saying they did it all. This was their plan all the time. 
the 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 plan was to Doubt disrupt. It. Yeah, well, and this is again, you know, revisionist history. He said, she said. They said their plan was they knew they couldn't have run it and open without SDC screwing it up. So they let them. They brought them in, let them screw up the first one, practiced one more time in private without them around, and then went back and did it open uh, for real. So this is this is this is the emergent gameplay question, right? So the whole point of this scenario was to mess with Thargo- uh, the Thargoid narrative that Frontier's putting out, to, like, change it or make make the developers react to a little bit or, or make them write a Galnet article or something saying this has changed a little bit in the first place. A PvP group comes in and decides, no, you don't. You're not going to mess with the narrative that way. That You're doing a stupid conspiracy theory that has nothing to do with it. Screws it up. And then the PvE group goes back and does it again without the other person the other team's knowledge without the uh, the butt fedora's knowledge and has that impact anyway now is this is does this is, is this the sort of thing that is that 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 we that is interesting or is this just more like nitpicky stuff between player groups is this does this is this emergent emergent gameplay or is this like just people bickering no, yeah i, I think it, the it's, latter it's, it's he went down the, oh, everybody has an idea. He went okay, down okay. the same path with 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 all that the big battles and stuff and and people ruining you know <clears throat> hundreds of thousands of dollars worth of carrier craft and whatever you know it's it's just it's nitpicky it really is you, you know you said one group feels like they want to change the narrative the other group feels like oh you don't want to change the narrative that great that's not what they're doing. They're just saying there's going to be a big group of players over here. We can screw up something they're trying to do. That's all they're doing. It's just bickering between groups, and there's no emergent gameplay there other than somebody trying to do something and somebody else trying to screw it up. It only really matters, in my opinion, if they actually do affect the the plot line. Otherwise, it's a bunch of, you know, org-on-org crap at this point. It's no better than a bunch of Eve orgs running into each other in some sector and wasting a bunch of uh, fake currency yeah. on big spaceships, right? Um, it's 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 the same level of uh, mental let, masturbation let in the game, you yeah. know? Yes. So look, can I throw a wrinkle in? I'm gonna throw a wrinkle. Well, in you, you throw right, as so many wrinkles in as you like. This this is the wrinkle. The wrinkle is that um, a couple months ago, I don't know if it was the same group or a different group identified like the Aegis planetary system the one like we like we have a planetary system we have Anseeth uh, for our faction they identified the the one for the Aegis research group and knocked them out they took over their system via the background simulation so that was a thing and then that got wrote up in Galnet and then that uh, precipitated we people think people say many people tell me many people tell me this uh, that uh, that that precipitated the building of this vessel or complex that the attack was made on just last week so it's like so in this in this story we already have like some evidence that frontier is paying attention and can does react at least on the lore side of things to something that players did in the background via the background simulation so now that now that now that you know, now take that piece and go around the table again. Does, does that make they didn't it more actually destroy gameplay? the station though? They just knock some defenses out, right? You can't. You can't. Yeah, yeah. It's, I mean, it's not a it's not a destructible thing. But everything that you could blow up got blowed up. Sure. Uh, all the ships and all the turrets got got taken out. It, it's really all up to, to Frontier. It sounds like there's something automated about it. Right. I mean, but but does that? I mean, does that does that change the analysis? Is that something that that, that you know the PVP group maybe ought to. Quit being dicks about it, or the PVE group ought to be more careful. 
if they really are trying to affect the background, the 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 storyline, they the, they should never trust the smiling dog crew. I, I which think is anything the smiling dog crew does is for the lulls, and and that's literally oh, all yeah. it is about, right? If uh, and the only and, and as for the other group, it all really depends on whether Frontier feels they were convincing enough to act upon, and that's literally the end of the day. Someone could have written a nice short story and had the same level of effect, probably, right? I suppose that's true. Yeah, I suppose that's true. All right, all right, okay. Well, and and, and to be clear, I when back in the Salome thing happened, the smiling the smiling dog crew were in on all the training and stuff, and they're a nice bunch of guys. They'll tell you anything you want to know about your build. They'll fight with you to test your PvP skills. I'm not. I don't. I, I, we call them butt fedoras in jest, and but they really are in literally for the lulls, and they just do consider. It well, it's the time. same way with it's the nothing... same way with half of those groups. Huh? I mean, these guys are actual honest yeah. fans of the game. They just have yeah. many times different motivations for you. Like you know, I've yes, I've been yes. great friends with with many goons in my day, and lots mm-hmm. of those guys in the game. But they're also they have different motivations in some games than other people, right? So. It's so it's true. It's true. Very true. All right. Well, we'll leave that one there. Just food for thought. Uh, just, you know, emergent gameplay when there's nothing else to do in the game. You try to wreck Frontier's narrative, narrative design. OK, uh, so uh, moving on. Dual Universe, a uh, game that we uh, cover from now uh, every now and then here on the show. Uh, they have uh, gotten mo money, mo money from their investors to the tune of three and a half million dollars, uh, bringing their total funding to eleven. And they made this sales a roadmap with a 2020 release. So I, I've, I've dumped the uh, the link there in the show notes. It's the uh, it's the last link. Thought we might go through it just real quick. It's a static roadmap. It's just a basically a big JPEG. So it starts in November 2018 with a alpha release, and then goes through the second half of 2020 uh, to the full uh, public release. So. Uh, They've got basically five stages, November 2018, first half 2019, second half 2019, first half 2020, and then the release in the second half 2020. I'm a, I'm a little worried that the PvP isn't until second half of 2019. So what what is, uh, what's the trouble with uh, delaying PvP combat until Alpha 3 is what they're So saying. they'll have one year between initial combat and, quote-unquote, a smooth and balanced game. So there's not as much time as many of the other pieces to understand player versus player. Well, does that mean that they're going to balance it for PvE and then PvP becomes an afterthought? Or does that mean they're trying to get systems bolted down first and then let people kill each other? Many times those things are balanced independently. But I I don't know what... I don't... I don't they, I mean, there's not very much detail in this roadmap, obviously. But Well, that's probably for the best. <laughs> if... If, if experience has taught us anything on this show, if, if experience in crowdfunded games has taught me anything, uh-huh. this is this yeah. is <laughs> these, these dates are about two to five times off what they're probably actually on. Maybe, but it's more my point that keep it short, keep it vague, keep it blocky, sure. and then don't revisit it unless you absolutely have to. Just put it out there and then walk quietly away. Uh, so, the, but I, I, PV, I see, I see, I get your point that that. Not letting people shoot each other until later on in the design phase could be a problem, but to me, it's I think you're it's it's avoiding borrowing trouble by not letting pe- by saying look we've got a lot of basic systems to get implemented first. We want to make sure all that works before we start, you know, stacking up against each other. Yeah, I think I think and, the problem that I have is <clears throat> let's take um, 
Star Citizen as an example of where some of this stuff comes into play and the fact that and, and why a lot of their ships actually end up getting redesigned. Things that, that seem like good ideas that are visually appealing, uh, especially these multi-crew ships, end up being bad decisions in um, some because Dual Universe has big ships in it, right? If I remember correctly. I mean, they have, yeah, they yeah. have these single fighters they demoed them. with and stuff like that, but they have like huge ships and stuff too. Mm-hmm. And a lot of these th- a lot of these things end up uh, working out very differently when you actually get them into play, um, as as they have as Star Citizen has found out, and they've had to redesign ships as part of that process, um, especially with combat in mind and PvP and things like that. I mean, what happens if you're basically entering beta before you let basically let people start shooting each other? It's like okay, well, we'll just have to live with these these issues at this point because we have no no runway to, to change the ship design. Well, they do have six months between the Alpha 3 and the Beta, uh, second half 2019 and first half 2020. I mean, if it if it's, if it's the systems are designed well underneath there, the balancing issues hopefully are as simple as changing some numbers in a spreadsheet. This gun doesn't hit that hard no more, and this thing has a wider firing yeah, arc, no, 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 and no. this shield is 20% more powerful. There's Maybe. more to multiplayer than that, though, man. And it looks like they're putting off the hard part. You know what I mean by by putting multiplayer off? That's not the focus from the beginning, and that's PvP is going to be um, shoehorned in. They're not they're not focusing on that. You know it, what I mean? It's gonna be it's gonna be mostly it's they're gonna they're gonna try that. Tony is my guess, and it's gonna end up being a lackluster PvP experience. It's the more likely result of that, and that it'll get redesigned and fixed several years down the way, and people will be annoyed. But maybe the crafting is great. Well, I think that that was what I was going to say next, is that I think that the PvP is going to be a thing, but it looks to me the way they're going, this is this is Minecraft in space. Yeah. Yep. That, with with, P, with PvP, like, it's a thing, but, you know, it's not, not the main thing. Uh, so it seems to me like their emphasis on the systems, and because and, their other seven priorities before you get to PvP are world building, create and save designs, explore and harvest, craft components, become an industrialist, Markets and character progression. I mean, it sounds to me like this is if you if we're if we're looking at this like the first things on the list are the highest priorities because they've got the longest time to work on them. If we're looking at it from that angle, that seems to be what the game is about, and PvP does in fact come lower on the priority chain. I wanted to, I wanted to kind of uh, look at the Kickstarter levels and stuff real quick before we move on from the sure. map. This is actually a change. So the lowest level of the Kickstarter that you could get was Iron. And that was 12 euros, I believe. Let me double check. Yes, I pressed 12, a whopping 12 euros to this game. Um, apparently, I get in in first alpha because it was during the Kickstarter. And then if you po- if you press ah. post Kickstarter, you, you're all the way back at the end of the game. So that's actually like a significant upgrade from what I actually I pledged for. I think that that's ah, awesome. Uh, yes. So if you got if yeah. uh, any of any anybody listeners got in and you want to check that chart to see where you fall. Uh, you may already some some people already have access. If you pledged above silver, you already have access, which I didn't think was a thing either already. But um, pretty soon, everybody else that pledged during the Kickstarter is going to have access. They did say in their announcement video that they were going to continue the NDA for now. Um, they didn't put any deadline on that too. So people who are in that now or are, are, are should be under NDA, uh, and I don't know if they're going to require that. Um, for the alphas going forward, maybe once they've got the 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 Kickstarter backers, the lower grade Kickstarter backers out there in the game, they'll 
loosen that up a little bit. Uh, so we might be seeing more uh, news and gameplay video and stuff like that uh, at the end of this year. But they, 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 the founder uh, seemed to be uh, pretty enamored of keeping the thing under wraps until they were ready to really show it off. Uh, he was apologizing for the state of the game right now. Not really apologizing, but just explaining, hey, it's it's not looking good right now because it's an alpha. So, uh, But we'll keep an eye on that and let you know when we know more. And finally, uh, so Star Citizen News, uh, they had a little bit of stuff on ATV. I, they're doing turrets. They're redoing the turrets, which and it sounds to me like Again? it's going to be more like, well, turrets are hard. Multi-crew is hard. It's not easy. Um, and, and elites, I'm not 100% satisfied with Elite Dangerous' multi-crew. Uh, so uh, it's tough to get right, but they've changed it so that basically when you move your mouse, that's where the turret goes. You move your mouse someplace else, the turret goes yeah, they there. Kind of, they kind, uh, of, kind of already had that a little bit, but this is a better... It looks like a better implementation of it. Yeah, this is... Uh, we talked about this a little bit a long time ago. It's the difference between like a zero degree and a first degree. And when, you're, when your movement uh, on your input device uh, specifies a destination, a place, or a velocity... So with like a joystick, usually it's you you tell it a velocity, move this direction, this fast. You crank the joystick over, it's move that direction as fast as you can go. You put your mouse on something, it's a pointer, go to that place. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, uh, and so it's I think they're swapping between those things now, uh, and and letting and 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 changing that design. And that's probably a little more intuitive. It wasn't, it wasn't um, clear to me in the video whether they're going to be merging in like the gyroscopic stabilization stuff too with that same system because they kind of have to, right? Yeah, it's if you're going to do it that way, it, yeah, you basically have to orient around the gun's trajectory, right? So it, no matter what the pilot is doing, the computer will keep the gun pointed in the same direction. Right. Yeah. No, no matter what, the, no matter what the, the the base is 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 you know the the the, the platform. Yeah. You know, your your retaliator or your constellation or Until whatever it, it falls is. over the yeah, horizon or whatever, but still, yeah. Yeah, it'll just yeah you'll 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 peg the needle basically um, if it uh, if it goes out of the firing arc, and then you'll just have to tell your pilot roll, <laughs> roll the ship, you idiot! I can't shoot him anymore. Uh, but that's called cooperation. And coordination. You need give that. me a broadside. Uh, teamwork. <laughs> that's right. Uh, teamwork is the name of the game. So I think that's probably a good change, but it's still it's still hard to do and hard to get right. Uh, so good luck to them on that. And they've uh, and uh, Ken Shadow pointed out that they're uh, doing a. Uh, we saw the first video of the plants, the jungle. If you if you were not not you, not just the plants, the uh, on atmosphere moon that we're gonna get plants on which is Hurston right then they give it they've given us Lorville stuff before but I think this is their first real Hurston zoom in right yeah they did the whole big in orbit and like topo map thing yeah um so but um but now the one piece that they had a bit of it in the around the verse and you give us a clip of it there was one thing that Henry found very striking and I also found it striking Oh yeah, the uh, weather effects, the wind, yeah, coming out of the back of your ship, the the trees blowing and debris flying by, the whole environment felt alive. It did not feel like um, going to a planet on No Man's Sky or something like that, where there's nothing moving except the occasional animal. Um, it was really something. It was like, wow, this is a this is an environment, and the atmosphere here matters. Yeah, it'd be really cool to see if they get that get that into three point three. They've shown off some other weather effects before. I think last year they showed off a sandstorm. Um, and well, they showed it off when they had this, the 
the worm demo, but they had other sandstorm stuff they showed off and a couple other weather effects that they've been working on for, I guess, years at this point. Um, so I think this is the culmination of, of some of that kind of finally coming to fruition. Yeah, I'd seen some really cool weather effects in the sandstorm you're talking about. This just feels more ambient and just more like it doesn't have to be all about what's going on right now is the wind. You know, it is just something in the environment that makes it feel so much more alive. I couldn't believe how much more alive it really felt when just everything you look at has some motion. That's so much more like reality, you know? Yeah, my only worry with all that is, like, what is that? What are the levels of detail look when that's going off, right? Am I going to, is there going to be a sudden pop in? So I, I, I'm curious to see how they solved a lot of those um, serious technical problems that you have with, with solutions like that. Or whether, like, you know, I'm lower to the ground and then you're way up here and we both see the wind, but we're seeing it, you know, slightly differently. And maybe maybe we just don't notice because uh, it's, it's not big enough to change the gameplay, but they, they solve it at a more perceptual level. I, I don't know. So that's a, that'll be an interesting thing to say as, as we get closer. Now, it, visually, it's very uh, striking. It's very striking visually. Is it really going to affect what you do down there, though? Are you going to have to, like, you know, account for a windage when you aim your rifle? Um, is that is that going to be a thing? Do we know? I don't know about rifles. They have mentioned ships, and they actually mentioned ships in the and weather in the Calling All Devs, where um, they said that atmospheric effects on your ship right now are going to be very minimal. So, uh, and, and that probably applies to the, to the, the weather as well too. So maybe, maybe, maybe not, we're not going to feel the wind on our ship. Um, but the, the intention is eventually that they will have those things. They have mentioned before that they do have like an aerodynamic model so they can tell lift with ships based on the amount of wing surfaces you get, you have. And so that's why, and so some ships will actually fly better in atmospheres because of the wings they have. And I assume that wind and weather and stuff will also play into that too what that whole model looks like is i think is still months if not years away but as far as rifles go i don't know in the future with like high velocity stuff does you think it'll be that big of a deal oh, i think it would always it's be always a deal. that big of a deal yeah. yeah ask any 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 marksman or sharpshooter windage is uh, indeed a factor yeah so uh, like i said i mean if we're going for 100 percent physics that's going to be so is dew point for that matter too i mean well yeah, and how hot your rifle barrel is, and you know, a dozen other things, and that's you know, that's a gameplay versus reality decision. But if they're going to all the trouble to make weather look like weather, uh, I would think that at least I, as a concept, you'd want to introduce the idea. I better make my scope go a few degrees to the left because the wind's going to take that projectile and push it back to the right. Uh, you know, that that ought to be at least a that ought, there ought to be a meeting. There should be a meeting for that. <laughs> that sounds like scope creep what? to me. Like literally, it's scope creep. Oh my god. Oh, mm. well played, sir. Well played. And because we can't get any better than that, now they're all caught up on space sim news. Let's get caught up on space news with Galactic Public Radio. Good evening from Galactic Public Radio on NC. I'm Spencer McDunn, and these are the top headlines from around the known galaxy. An assassination attempt leaves a popular charity without a leader. For the latest, we go to Smooth Furnace. 
Thanks, Spencer. The Imperial Internal Security Service thwarted an attempt to assassinate Princess Aisling Duval, while covert murder has become almost a routine tool in modern imperial politics, this attempt has many commentators scratching their heads. First, the location. The Zhao system is firmly within Duval's sphere of influence, and security was bound to be tight. Second, the event. The princess was scheduled to appear at a charity event for her anti-slavery group Unchain, surrounded by hundreds of potential victims and witnesses. Finally, the attempted murder weapons were, according to Captain Tycho Diomedes of the IISS, explosives of, quote, amateur design, end quote. Given the risks of attacking the princess at such a location and the uncertainty of success, it does not appear that the assassins were quite up to the job. But the most puzzling part of the case is its aftermath. Shortly after the assassination attempt, Unchained's chief operating officer and former rumored love interest of the princess, Jarl Toredo abruptly resigned from the organization. While official statements from the group emphasize continuing success in fundraising and liberations, many commentators are questioning the timing and motivation of his departure. Speculation regarding both the political and romantic ramifications of Duval's engagement to Federal Ambassador Jordan Rochester continues to cloud traditional analysis of her recent activities. Was the assassination attempt a strike at Rochester from a jealous rival? A clumsy swipe at the charity itself by pro-slavery forces. A federation or imperial plot to end the marriage prospects of two of their most influential figures. From Bolton Orbital in the Zhao system, for Galactic Public Radio, I'm Smooth Furnace. Thanks, Smooth. A medical ship transporting Riri Nexus McAllister to an undisclosed high-security medical facility has gone missing and is presumed destroyed. A former rear admiral was wounded by a single laser strike while on trial for her crimes as the founder of the League of Reparation. Deputy Inspector Mar Klatt of the Alliance Interpol issued the following statement, quote, Having lost contact with the vessel, we dispatched ships to its last known location. We found only debris, suggesting the ship was attacked and either vaporized or hijacked. Either way, we assume the transport crew to be dead, end quote. Officials are currently not disclosing any leads they might have and are offering a variety of motives and potential suspects. A range of culprits stretches from vengeance seekers like Polly Cartesius, the woman who wounded McAllister, to underground league members mounting a rescue operation or an assassination to prevent disclosure of their identities. Authorities have declared McAllister is missing rather than dead until further evidence is found. Despite the disappearance of Nexus, the Tri-Power Task Force, assigned to track and combat the League, has been disbanded. Agents from the Alliance Interpol, the Federal Intelligence Agency, and the Imperial Internal Security Service have returned to their regular duties. When asked to detail the law enforcement's resources dedicated to tracking stray League members, including Nexus, Alliance Interpol declined to comment. Finally, a runaway mining drone has reignited debate over the use of AI in heavy machinery. On Homeland in Beta Hydri system, a MacArthur Mining Limited DG090 model was being loaded onto an orbital cargo shuttle. Recordings show the extraction robot activating, deploying lasers, drills and claws, and wrecking havoc across the landing field before burrowing into the ground. The other nine machines in the shipment remained inactive and under control throughout. 
When asked what caused the incident, Director Chin Emerson of MacArthur Mining Limited stated, quote, Our theory is that due to a human error, the unit was placed in incorrect standby mode and that stray signals from nearby comms network triggered a preset program, end quote. When asked how stray signals could affect only one of ten machines present or why one machine was in the wrong mode, Director Emerson declined to comment. For Galactic Public Radio, I'm Spencer McDunn. Good night. Tires and light the fires, big day. Now uh, the, the door, the door to the hallway that you can see there, uh, to the we're going to call it the north, is closed. And there you are in the room. What do you want to do next? So there is a door in front of us. Yeah, it's, I mean it's it's just a like a you're you're in what's clearly like. The receipt, like, like the the entry room for the uh, for the workers there. It's like you know, there's there's lockers on the on the wall okay. surrounding you. Um, you know, it, there's a couple benches where people can like sit and put on spacesuits. How many exits are there in this room? It's, it's really unclear from the angle of the camera. Yeah, no, there, there's only there's only two. There's the one you just came out of, right? That red space is the actual air lock. Uh-huh. It's the physical, okay. you know, it's the physical air lock area. That's the red. So you, you, it's not easy to get in and out of that. You have to do, go through the airlock cycling process. But the door just to the north, uh, there's a door just to the north of uh, Black Helmeted Kin Shadow. Is it, uh, is it closed? It is closed. I'm gonna I'm gonna make an announcement. I'm about to open the door. I'm gonna I'm gonna peek around when I go when I after I open the door. Hopefully, unless something startles me and I, I kill it with my big gun. Everybody cool? I got uh, my laser pistol. I'm totally out. cool with something startling or whatever you. Whatever weapon I have. Excellent. <laughs> All right, I open the door and prepare to be startled. Um, you are not startled. You can see, uh, you can see about halfway down the hallway. It's not. It's not dark dark but you know it's 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 dim it's dim lights it's, it's like someone has the lights on night cycle but you can see you know the, you can see about halfway down the hallway i've got that fog of war that sort of gray that brown <laughs> area you can see that's about as far as you can see are we in like private quarters are we about to knife a bunch of people in their <laughs> um you want to you see you guys all still have your helmets on yes. right so your your hearing of the outside world may not be optimal at this point I'm gonna pop my my visor just to smell it. Okay, here. all right. Roll. Give me a perception check. Seven. Um, you hear like noises, and <laughs> uh, uh, I'm trying. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's not it's not like one of those sort of like you know is quiet too quiet thing. Like you hear the uh, the the sounds of, of human occupation, right? You can hear the occasional door opening somewhere. Uh, you hear voices from somewhere down the hallway. Um, you hear the occasional shout. Um, and the occasional, what sounds like gunshot or laser fire. It's not, it's not often. It's not like there's a, like the sound of a pitched battle. Like but, someone having target uh, practice? There is the occasion. M- maybe. Yeah. It's, you know, it's just, it's, 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 it's not a company with screams, I assume. At this point, no, you don't At hear any screams, point. but you do hear the, <laughs> Hey, you can do whatever you want in this game, but sometimes there are consequences. Um, 
But yeah, at this point, you don't hear anything that's that, that would indicate anybody's being hit by the weapon's fire. You just hear the occasional discharge. All right. So I, I'm going to stealthily move into the hallway. All right. Put Kinshadow in the hall. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to check the... I'm going to go towards that door on the right. Of my right. I am okay. also stealthily not... going behind him. Okay. So Deer comes out with him. Okay. You've got a door here and it's closed. Uh, and it's got the standard sort of, you know, door interface that you see every place else. The code is zero, zero, uh, zero. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'll the, be the, at the... I'm pointing so you can see. Uh, hope yeah, yeah. I can see I'm you pointing... Know. I'll be at the corner of the hallway facing down but I'll so I'll be like pe- peering around with my pistol up I won't be so, fully exposed so as okay, so because my my face shields up I'm gonna I mean I don't know what the hell I'm doing really but I'm gonna make movie style uh, combo you know uh, military gestures you're signaling for us to follow <laughs> yes like 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 you as a uh, consummate professional will notice will notice that they are completely meaningless <laughs> but I will I will pretend like I know what I'm doing I'm, I'm giving you a Slightly confused, raised raised eyebrow. Even though I really know what you're doing. Okay. Now then, I'll give you a thumbs up <laughs> and I just jab that thumb into the into the keypad. <laughs> uh, nothing happens. Okay. Does it seem like it's locked? But well, yeah. But uh, but you get the same sort of uh, reaction, and there is a card slot next to it too. Oh. Well, then so I, I, I mean, I, it's it's, I, it's exactly the same as the air. I, I sheepishly pull out the card and stick that in the card slot and thumb the button. Uh. The the panel the panel lights up, but there are no there are no X's on it, right? It's like okay, it's, so this it, card it, doesn't it's, have it's access not, to this. There, uh, that that would be the the conclusion you should probably draw from. Okay, that, yeah. All right, and then I, I make some sort of vague gesture, like we're going to the next room. I nod and start going toward the next okay. room. Actually, actually, um, I kind of motion at Red and point at the door too. Maybe he should try his card. Yeah, I'll stand beside. Off the side of the door and swipe the card. <clears throat> okay, so I'm going to... So, uh, uh, hey, Ale, what do you want to do? Are you just happy hanging out in the airlock room, or what do you want to do? I'm going to come out in the hallway, too, with everybody else. Shiv's still basically covering that corner, right? But no, uh, so, no, Shiv moved away. He's, <clears throat> he's over here with the... Uh, over here, the card reader. Adir is still is still going this way. Ken Shadow made room for Shiv. You can either kind of hang with him over here. I'll just hang out where, Ken, where Shiv was then, where Red okay, was. so you're, 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 you're kind of doing overwatch down the hallway. Yeah. Okay, so in Ken Shadow, you're going to back up Shiv over here, maybe? Sure. Okay. All right. So, uh, Red Barnes puts the card in. It lights up. Four X's. This is zeros. We're uh, rolling perception. Set, uh, non-natural ten. Um, yeah, so you can see where, like, all the keys are worn. It looks like the codes probably changed frequently. Like, this is probably more than one person lives here probably like everyone has their own code to get in so they can tell who goes in and out more than more than one person has access to this room and they all have their own cards probably in their own code uh so, i'll try one two three four if that doesn't work i'll it, nope sorry i i just kind of shrug and i almost want to knock on that door frustrated there's, n- go to the next there, there's no number on the card somewhere no the card like so the, remember the cards are blank yeah the cards, I was the cards are checking blank. Now, I, uh, so again, a little DM help. Ken Shadow's card didn't even make the thing light up, right? Right. Your card made it light up. Correct. So 
you might be able to, your card might have enabled something that maybe Kin Shadows didn't. Or maybe you can do something with a panel now that before Kin Shadows couldn't. You can try hacking it or something. There you go. The, 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 the Kin Shadows metagame radar is going off mm-hmm. again. Well, so, if And I'm not saying you, you have to, but that's right. something that you would, would, would know as somebody who's been around these systems before. That, like, ah, you know, that's, we're not, I'm not locked out now. Now things are, now things Is are that possible. security? Yes, if you want to roll me a security check, you can. Um, you can I got a motion, and I'm like, make fingers. <laughs> like, do you want me to hack it? Yeah. Yeah. How high is I your security? Kind of a flipping limb gesture that you have no idea what that means, and then you go and do it anyway. Uh, seven. Uh, yeah, okay. So this is, I mean, this is just like a, a internal lock. It's nothing that's terribly, uh, terribly weird or hard to do. So you pop it open, and the door I opens up. I went to up. DefCon. You went to I know all about these locks. <laughs> oh, sure, yeah. So you go in there, and basically the room is empty except for uh, four beds uh, and four dressers and, uh, you know, basically that stuff. Do you have any uh, hairspray? <laughs> uh, yeah, you can loot the room if you want to. Go ahead and, and roll perception uh, if anybody wants to sort of, like, search. the. You guys want to toss the place. Uh, I'll just look place. real quick, and if anybody else wants to come in, they can. Uh, I'll just take a quick glance. Uh, look, uh, Romulan LC is nothing. Look around uh, as well. Ryu sees Ryu sees uh, some uh, blood stains, and Justin, you see it too. Like, like not like a lot of blood, but like like drips and drops um, that that kind of lead out and then stop at the door. It's like an so, abattoir in here. It's 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 not like a lot of blood it's it and you did have to look to see it but it's definitely somebody somebody was bleeding as they went towards the door and then the blood stopped after do we have comms or do we have to okay yeah. i wasn't sure if we needed to but ken shadow has ken shadow's has his faceplate open so whatever you say to ken whatever you say over there is going to get out okay. a little bit uh i say that that's suspicious that trail just stops i, I put my faceplate down uh i go i, I think I think um, I think whoever lived here suffered some sort of abuse. I think that's the, the either that or there there's some sort of side effect from these drugs they're taking. All right, so that'll that not much going on in this room, so that'll, that'll do it for that one. Uh, what do you? So no hairspray. Uh, no, there is no hair, is there hairspray. Like I'm sorry to say. Yeah, there are personal lockers, but they contain fairly mundane effects. Uh, articles of clothes. Someone's got an extra pair of boots. Can I pick up a mundane effect for combat <laughs> advantage? <laughs> Absolutely. You now have a belt. You found a, a kind of a nice leather belt. I'm like smacking somebody with it. That's fine. I'm from there Baltimore. A with hair gel. I can use. Uh, no, no, there's, there's no. As far as you can tell, there's uh, the, the bathroom facilities must be located elsewhere. <laughs> is, are there the, this, this is this, this is a sleeping. This is a sleeping. Are area. there personal data storage devices of any? You did not locate any. Presumably, they would be on the person that would that you know that's occupying the room. Let's go to the next room. All right. All right, so the next room, there's this one here. I am. And then there's this door. As here. we're going down the hallway, I am scanning to see if I, I can not scanning with my eyes, I should say, to see if I can figure mm. out why that blood trail just stopped at the door. Uh, it look it, so it, it looks like, um, roll, roll insight for me. Nine plus two is eleven. Some, it looks like somebody wiped it, like like somebody wiped up up to the door, like like there's like it's like someone started dripping and bleeding at the at the door jam, and then it it looks like somebody it looks like it went away. It's almost like somebody had a space Roomba or something, 
and the Roomba'd, you know, it Roomba'd the blood away in the hallway, but it didn't have access to the to the room. Is there a functional one here? Have, have you... You don't see one in the hallway right now. Just out of curiosity, have you seen a Roomba actually go through blood? This is a space <laughs> No, I haven't seen I haven't seen a, an Earth Roomba go through blood. No, I haven't. It's every it's Wednesday a month, please. <laughs> if, if that's a thing, please it let us know. It is a thing. But it, they leave, they oh. leave trails. Yuck. Well, space Roombas are made of sterner stuff. They have like an internal floor wax dispenser system in it. They're pretty cool. So right. we can break it open and acquire some floor wax for shit. Well, in that case, I say, that, you guys, this anything's possible. This hallway's been scrubbed. Dude, if we could find the Roomba and we can like rig it with a grenade, I mean, really, this is this opens so many worlds. If only Clev had issued you grenades, but he badly. Okay, so uh, all right, so you want to uh, move down mm-hmm. the hallway? Yeah. Okay. Do you want to do you want to take the next door that's to the north, or do you want to take uh, the one to the south? Okay, same thing. Yes, I'll try my card okay. first. Uh, same result. Nothing. All right. Try my card. I wave at Shiv. <laughs> All right. So I'm gonna set you guys up. I'm gonna set you guys up more or less in the same place, Henry. I'm keeping where you are. You are to kind of do Overwatch down hey. the hallway. This time, Ken Shadow, you're gonna back up a deer over on this side. Henry's getting this kind of crowded over there. Lose my balance. Fall into the open guy. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, yeah, it's not to scale. It's not. You know, it's you know, the Lego, the Lego things is not to scale. So, um, all right, so go ahead and uh, uh, show you, uh, you know, put your card in there, same thing, four digits. Yep. And uh, you want to try something, or what do you want to do? Uh, does it activate the, it does activate the... It, it, it lights it up, it's like it's waiting for a code. Um, do you remember the code you used last time? No, he hacked it last time. He did this. Oh, you didn't get the code hacking. by hacking? No, he just he just basically popped the panel off and like wiggled 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 stuff around. And I'll wiggle the, the same stuff it. around. <laughs> okay, do it. Well, it's another attempt. It's another it's another security check. So try it again. I unlocked oh, all man. the doors in the building. <laughs> okay, all right. So so all right. So you, yeah. So a lot of things happen at once. Okay, so a lot of things happen all at the same time. The first thing that happens is Shiv goes, "Oh, look at that." These little patterns of lights here correspond to a four-digit code, five one two five. Look at that! I can I can I can see it because I'm such an excellent hacker. Five one two five. High five. That's pretty awesome. High five, Shiv. At the same time, the door opens up, and inside are four crazy bad guys. Are they all awake? Oh, they are certainly awake, and they are not pleased to see you. Can I just shut the door again? Yeah, you can shut the door again. Were any of them bleeding? <laughs> um, we can shut the door. You, you weld it really fast. Are you? You don't it? have time. You don't have time okay. to tell, uh, <laughs> because they start shooting through the door as soon as you do. Now everyone was out of the way because you guys carefully positioned yourself, and Shiv was over there just kind of huddled against the wall, tapping on security stuff. So uh, a hail of laser and gunfire comes through the door uh, as you pop it open. Now uh, Shiv, once you um, once you roll me an athletics check, let's check okay. your let's check your re- let's check your reflexes. I have the reflexes of a space trucker. Um, <laughs> pretty okay. good. Yeah, Nine. that's not bad. Yeah, so you're like, cool, 5125, and then lasers and gunfire come pouring through the door, and you go, oh, crap, and you flick it you flick it off, and the door closes again. I want to seal it, if I can, if there's a way okay. to... Uh... Okay, now, now I want you to roll another... I want you to roll another hacking, do another security check at a minus one, and I'm going to up the difficulty, because number one... They know you're there. Number two, they're coming for you. And number three, this you're trying to make it do something that's not really supposed to do. Okay, buddy, what's on your mind? We're all friendlies! So let's just be friendly! 
Some say someone stole his antidepressants, and that he hopes whoever did it is happy with themselves. But all we know is he's called the Shiv, and he'll put together this week's feedback. And another whopper from the Shiv. I like that. That was one. a good one. <laughs> that yeah. was a good one. I like that one. I didn't. Have to, we don't. We don't need to explain that one. I was no, happy with it, but I'm the one that stole his that antidepressants. Was, well, that, that explains it. <laughs> uh, recap of last week's Kenny questions: Has Chris Roberts mastered the art of letter writing, or should he stick to thruster scripting? Rentaspoon writes in. Better stuff for paying more on Patreon? Sounds like pay-to-win guard frequency. Stung ticky out, sticky out face uh, icon there. The pay-to-win stuff doesn't bother me with Star Citizen since you could have started putting $10 gift cards on your account from the start and had all the best ships by today's date anyway. Just glad to get my UEC back from the fish tank since the crab hasn't worked properly for years. And the limited edition ballistic pistol I bought for £10 cost one-tenth in-game. The IFCS needs revamping. 2.0 had ships fly differently and the ships felt like each one was unique. I saw pro players flying different ships to suit their needs. No pay to win issues there. Now they all fly the same so it's the Hornet or bust. Great show to come back to. Two gold stars and a slice of pineapple pizza for you. Also, what? Mommy, Tony, what? Daddy, Jeff, please stop fighting. <laughs> we got a lot of feedback, which is what we like but we have a lot of feedback, which is a problem for time. So we've had, we, so, you know, so we, we, we've cut some of it uh, to our, for our listeners out there, wrote it back. We read it all, but we won't be reading it out loud on the show. But thank you for writing in, and we did read it, and we find it all uh, interesting. Thanks for joining the conversation. Um, and, so, and I'm Mommy and Jeff's Daddy. That's what we take away from this. Before we go on to the next one, I wanted to, qu- I wanted to quickly respond to, to Rena Spoon's thing and say I agree with him mm-hmm. totally on the IFCS thing in that they're actually still working on a lot of the the underlying systems of Star Citizen. And every time they tweak something in terms of the way the engines work or everything else, it affects IFCS. So they're going to be working on IFCS and probably past post-game development because what IFCS is is literally just a... Um, it, it, is, it is just a response algorithm for how thrusters behave to your stick movements, right? It's a physicalized environment. So it's not a... There's no scientific best way to say this is the way the flight model should work because it is just something guessing at the way the look and feel that you would expect from an airplane when you're flying in space. The actual underlying physical model doesn't change. So when will I be able to train myself to fly a ship and know it's not going to change anymore? I don't know if you'll ever be able to do that. (laughs) That's a problem. Yeah, you know, it's, it's, it's because, I mean, if you turn off... You know the um, if you tr- turn off the ship helper thing, I can't remember. I have to remember the acronym. Stab turn or off, turn off whatever. everything. Everything flight kind of assist, works like flight assist. Exactly. If you turn, if you just turn all that stuff off, it kind of has worked the same the entire time. So if you want to fly like that, then 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 you're good. Turning all that stuff on, each of those little things is what changes. That is IFCS. They're all the little helper apps that they run on top of the the physical simulation that changes, and they tweak them based on how what things what other things are being developed, what they have to change. It's going to change a little bit from ship to ship too, because uh, if your IFCS has all these little extra features, where if like you lose a thruster, the other thrusters are supposed to compensate. And it doesn't work like that unless unless IFCS knows it's supposed to work like that to make it make a spaceship feel like an airplane. So the the actual underlying simulation is still a spaceship. It's all this other stuff that make that get the look and feel, the artistry, uh, the artisanal pieces here make the, <laughs> and that takes 
you know, it's going to take a long time. You know, it'll get better over time. And I, I got a really good analogy for this because um, mm-hmm. some people get it and some people don't. But but this they mm-hmm. can get. You know what drag mm-hmm. racing is, right? Yes. Okay. Some people put on a dress and they go out and race. No, 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 no. <laughs> I'm talking about. I'm talking about the real big tires and the rockets on the end. They yeah. go down the street. Yeah, I know yeah and they go down the quarter mile real fast. Now, yeah. a 1970 Challenger with a 426 Hemi in it is all up to the skill of the driver. It's nothing but raw power and your reaction time. But you take a night or 2018 Demon Challenger, and you get up to the line, and then you flip on launch control, and you flip on line lock and you flip on uh, track mode and you flip uh, you got all these assistive apps that basically do the same thing that you did way back when when you had nothing but raw power and your reaction time and, and uh, your foot on the clutch and the, yeah. uh, on yeah. the gas pedal that's how I see this flight model working um, you turn all that off and you're back to raw you know flight it's mode it's not a bad analogy it's not a bad analogy it's just that for training purposes, let's call it, for what I understand as a, as a player, as a game player, know what physical movements I need to do with my input device in order to elicit a consistent response from either the flight assisting system, the IFCS, the comm stab, versus no com- I mean, what, when, when, when can I expect that consistency? Well, when is that I gotta, you are the consistency. So you go out and you buy yourself a 1970s-ish muscle car (laughs) and you and you do track days from now until the game releases not only will you have so much fun doing it but but you'll get so you'll get a hang of the i'll be an excellent probably an excellent car driver but my (laughs) my ship flying skills will still be crap oh good okay you're distracting me good good plan because you want to blow me up it costs less to do that (laughs) i bet i could pick up a 1970 four-speed relatively cheap that's true that's probably true no i think i think the honest answer here is that um ifcs changes will get to the point where they feel like they're good and then they're kind of stayed steady for a while and i don't think there's any way to they're gonna they're revamping it again for 3.3 maybe they'll get to a point where people are like oh this is great and we'll, we'll just see smaller tweaks from then on I, I think it's gonna be it's a constantly evolving thing based on player feedback but it's you know it's it's one of those those things that will will um very more in the beginning like we still are now and as we're making big edits to the game and we'll we'll refine over time and get smaller and smaller until they they stabilize i, I don't think it if you're if you're just in it for fun there's no reason not to just go ahead and play sean newboy writes in and says wonderful show everyone he does know how to write letters but he should still stick to thruster scripting or thrusting scripters Mm. Oh, yes. Thrusting scripters. That's that's always it's an important job. Binu writes in and says, Hi, I hear a lot about pay to win or pay for advantage. And I just shrug. Can somebody explain to me why I should care if someone else has elite gear and I only have an Aurora LN? I don't anticipate that I'll go looking for a PvP fight in my Aurora, and I wouldn't expect that I'd often accidentally bump into another live player because A, 9 to 1 NPC to PC ratio, and B space is big. I get that pay to win is a problem for a lot of games where all the action is PvP and your weapons slash armor slash gear matters, but I'm not seeing how it applies to Star Citizen. Yes, yes, I know Tony has a theory about the rich guys that will hoard all of the output of factories, but that seems like a temporary effect. 
cash-rich players buy more constellations, which drive more orders for stuff to make more constellations. I mean, much more constellations get built per game time day, and the problem corrects over a game time week. So I have to wait a week. Oh well. I'd already have to play during that week to earn UEC in the game. Silly me. So yeah, I enjoyed the letter and I enjoyed RTV, but I'm still having fun watching it all unfold. Excellent points, excellent points. But I'll just say that even though it's a 9 to 1 NPC to PC ratio, that still means you are going to run into people and you have some control. Low sec versus high sec, don't go where the pirates live, that kind of thing. But I, I still think that there's going to be some knock-on effects from this uh, lifting of the UEC crap that we don't even understand yet because the game economy is still in its infancy. Oh, Tony, Tony, you're such an ignorant slut. Now, hold on. you got to do that last week. Brian hasn't even had a chance yet. You're hogging all the ignorant sluts. That's that's not cool, bro. I, I, I'll, not cool. I'll balance it out. Tony, okay. you're an ignorant, <laughs> ignorant slut. I got two. Yeah, there we go. See? You're See, that's much more fair. Slut. It's much more equitable. So... So yeah, no, I I, I, I agree with uh, Benus. I'm not sure I get quite the analogy, all the analogy he's going for here, but I think um, I agree with his overall point and that uh, to to counteract Tony here in, in all of his glory. Um, That's right. You need to. Well, I think I think the big thing here is that in general with uh, uh, the cap itself, it, it doesn't. I never I never saw that as a big problem because people could just buy ships and then sell ships. So there was never really a cap for the end of the game. The cap, the cap in my opinion, was primarily for um, limiting people what people bought in terms of UEC that would be effective right immediately in the PU. But that was also kind of fuzzy too because you could continue to buy stuff and stockpile as many pulse lasers or engine mods as you wanted because the cap was, was, was how many UEC you bought um, actually, you know what? I never really tried that out. It's a. It was a cap based on the fact of how much you had per week or uh, something like that. It was a straight cap. Yeah, the, the, a straight the, cap. But the cap was how many cap. you could own, not how many you could buy. So you could buy right. and immediately spend well, all of them in the VD store, and then and then and then buy back up. And so it was. Right. You could you could stockpile all sorts of stuff that you could eventually sell later. Yeah. Think, think of it. Think of it like this. And, and again, going to our Star Trek Online analogy, your bank can hold dozens of, of, of little items. So if you are bumping up against your cash cap, you can buy a bunch of items that are worth lots of cash, you know, in-game cash, and just fill up your inventory and still stay under the cap. And then you can go out and earn some more in-game cash and then get that back up. So that that would be the analogy uh, there. The difference, I think, though, is that before they lifted the cap, you could have as much stuff as you wanted. And the only way that you're going to be able to liquidate that stuff is to wait for the game economy to start up, where the factory system would be up and running, and there would be other players buying and selling stuff, where there would be supply, demand, all these other markety type things that were going to happen. Instead of, I'm melting it for the set price and, and watching my currency balance increase. Prior to there being an economy, but, but I think that's the, I think the difference. Yeah, but I, I think I think I've only I think only bought I bought a little bit, but because because I bought a gray cat a long time ago before there was any other way you could get a gray cat, you could only get it through the V store. So I think I bought mm-hmm. a little bit in order to get that, like ten k or something like that. But my my UEC balance after they forcibly melted all of my stuff uh, was is sixty six thousand UEC, which was half of what the current 
cap, what the last cap was. So yeah, without yeah. me really getting many USC at all, like I didn't put a lot of money into it. I put like five bucks. I had half of what anybody could have, you know, stored at any right. one time. So the cap was kind of pointless in, in context of what most of the, most of the stuff was. Um, and I guess, and my point is that they're, the, the basic valuations that they have for some of these ships, and we're going to see it, I guess, in 3.3 when they put ship buying in, is the, the ship values are way in excess of what the old cap was anyway. So there was no way to even buy enough UEC to buy a ship in the new, or the new system in 3.3. So they, they had to increase it in order to allow that if people wanted it, because people were going to build UEC, um, in, or they already had UEC anyway because from the melting. So they either melted all your stuff, and then if you were above the cap, you just had a fixed amount you could never change, or they they um, they they changed it to some arbitrary value. I think they just they probably had a bunch of theories and they hand waved it away and said take take the cap away. It's too much trouble. And that, that it's not some sort of nefarious let's earn a bunch more money thing. I don't think. Well, now that I now we're, now that Ken Shadow is thoroughly disagreed with me i'm gonna to have to get massage my ego with some feedback from clown bobo who writes in and says to pay to win or not to pay to win that is the question whether it is payment for advantage to be the first to amass an outrageous fortune or tis but to ensure against a sea of drudgery and by so avoiding to win the day no these ought not to be the question. No, these are but mere parts of the same chimera which has blinded us for too long, blinded us to the one true question we should be asking ourselves and each other. A question which would certainly have occurred to many of us much sooner if only we had listened to Tony. <laughs> and Henry's head hits the desk. Henry's, Henry's head just went funk. That part was edited out. You weren't supposed to read that part, damn it. I didn't put a strike through on that. I didn't put a strike through on that. Oh, no, sure Editor's did. privilege. Editor's privilege. Here we go. <laughs> so he goes on to say, the question is, do I want to continue to play big game developer simulator TM? Well, do you? I know that I do not. Funny thing is, I can't recall now that I ever did. But what I do know now is that when I originally backed another game, a game called Star Citizen, I made an intriguing mistake boy, do I have egg on my face. At that time, I genuinely believed I was agreeing to help an independent developer who was committed to working in tight unison with its funding community to create the best damn something-something ever. A something-something which couldn't be made any other way. I and those like me were actually needed. We were special. We were going to make the impossible possible. Certainly, twas the noblest of pursuits. I beat a path to PayPal with an awesome quickness. It's ironic now that I did not realize then that in the game I was so eagerly jumping aboard to support and development had already launched. Yes, it had in fact launched in 2012, for it was two years hence in 2014 when I signed on to play my fool's role within the real game, to unwittingly play my role in helping create another of the very same monster I thought I was helping to oppose. Twas brilliantly played, maximum points for meta manipulation CIG. You grow closer to winning with each and every sale. Remember the pledge, asterisk, and he links to the Star Citizen Pledge. Uh, oversight, uh, or uh, hashtag oversight squandered. Hashtag Tony is right. Signed, Bobo Spear. <clears throat> so, Tony. So there's that. <laughs> Tony, Go you've got to pick Go a ahead. better pseudonym. I, I mean, this Bobo alternate Spear? ego like of yours, it. this alternate ego of yours is just, is too obvious. Oh, oh, you think, no, oh, <laughs> oh, Jeff. Jeff, I wish, I wish I could write like that. 
I wish I could write this well. I I wish that I could do, do Shakespeare. Please, like that. we see your skills all the time. The Shakespeare? No, sir. Yeah. I don't think I've ever tried Shakespeare before. I, no, 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 no. This is not me. Not buying it. Not me. Start calling you Mr. Trump. <laughs> I don't care what this guy has to say. I just like to listen to the way he writes. I think it's cool. It, it's good, isn't it? <laughs> it's it, great. I would like to take credit for yeah. it. I really would, but I can't. Certainly, t'was the noblest of pursuits. I beat a path to PayPal with an awesome quickness. With an awesome quickness. <laughs> just well done. Just a turn of. But yes. if, it was, just, if it was actually an iambic pentameter, then uh, give us well, an extra I, point. You know, but... You know, yeah. we all have room to improve. I mean, it is, it is Next flowery week. language. I'll give him that. I am the picture of a modern major general. Anyway. Uh. <laughs> I, mean, I, think, I mean, to answer his criticisms, I think we've all have our own individual quibbles with the Star Citizen funding model that we have set on, on stream. Like, there's individual little things that we've been mad about, about some offerings and stuff in the past. I mean, but I, I don't know. I mean, I'm still with it. I'm a huge supporter of Star Citizen. And... and and, and the fact is, I would like it to be out a little sooner. But, you know, I also have the belief that this is unlike any other game uh, that's out there so far. And because of that, I think that we're holding, we're, we're holding these ideas like pay to win and classes and, uh, you know, skills and all this other stuff that really are not, are not, part of the game i mean it's just it just seems ridiculous to be arguing over something we really don't think is gonna be uh you know present in there i really don't this is why we do it because i think that some of the stuff really is important like time currencies it's a great way to insulate yourself against pay to win but we haven't heard hide or hair but, that ever but happened. what are you winning I, I i don't get what what you're winning you're you're winning again it's not you don't win the big game as you win the individual mini game cycles that's that's think, the, that's the argument. i think i think the big we haven't there's a lot of things we just haven't seen yet i think in terms of like the, the play cycles but i, I think the sure. ultimate pay to win mollifier here is that when people have the bigger ship so they have something that would that, that you're going to pay to win on, right? That's not just some equipment mm. or something like that, right? I think your play is different than the person that would be lower than you. I mean, aside from griefing, right? I mean, there's always people that will get into yeah. gangs, and, and numbers are better for that than money anyway, in my opinion, especially in Star Citizen, from the way they've demonstrated it. But for general play, if, you know, if I'm going to get a low-level mining ship, I'm not mining the same thing or necessarily even in the same people as the guy who has the giant mining ship. You know, they haven't shown all of these details for all the different things you do, but I think you play at a different level when you get the bigger ship. So we'll find out as it goes on, but that's my personal theory for, for how you really address the whole pay to win. It's like, it's like MMOs and raids, right? Not a direct comparison for sure, but if I, if I, once I get to max level and I start doing raids, I, I don't even run into the people that are lower level anymore, right? I'm doing different things. It's different right. level of content. And for Star Citizen, uh, that's, I think that's where it's going. Tonka writes in and says, the main point is that you get outclassed at anything you want to do in the game. It doesn't even have to be dogfighting. It could be exploring, racing especially, etc. The thing is that unless you spent the cash on buying a ship, you'll be at a serious mechanical disadvantage. That's why it's to win I, I i'm sorry i disagree with that and i and i think brian you, you summed it up quite eloquently 
it depends on your uh, it, it, you're right it depends on the levels that you're you're um experiencing your game with it depends on the level that you're you're yeah and, and, and i think and i think the funding model here whether you consider it pay to win was obvious from the kickstarter so either you had a problem with the kickstarter or and, and you still have a problem or i mean it's it's the same thing so right. you're either into it or you're not yeah it's okay tonko it's okay tonko bobo agrees with you Tony, you ignorant slut. He didn't. He didn't. At one point, Bobo backed the Kickstarter. He said uh, he, was, well, he bought on did. board at some point. We all did. Ben writes in. Hi all, good show as always. I started listening to you all years ago when Star Citizens was pre-hanger module, pre-helmet, pre-dogfighting pre module. Helmet, my. So it's Back been a long time. A Sorry. Yeah, out there in space with no helmet. Installed next Tuesday. Um, <laughs> my PC is a piece of poop. I can't play much. So even though I grew up on the original Elite on the BBC, I haven't played it on PC, nor can I run any of the Star Citizen stuff. I enjoy hearing all the space game content you do, though. I still follow Star Citizen weekly, though, and enjoy all their content, even if nowadays I tend to watch it as a documentary since I can't play it yet. I have no problems with that, though. Recently, though, I've been feeling like the quality of your Star Citizen stuff has been getting less accurate. It's getting harder to listen to for people still watching most of the vids Cloud Imperium is putting out, i.e. the argument discussion about around the verse becoming new player centric. It became an argument about someone not reading that the plan is to diversify content, split it so new players, or just people clicking the YouTube vids, have something short and light to watch, while the heavier stuff is shifted to new content. That's the end of that feedback. There was a lot more of that, but uh, the other stuff's been redacted quite a bit. Yeah, and Ben, thank you for writing all that in. But we're just we're pushing twenty four minutes in this feedback segment already, so that we're getting uh, short on time. And we're not going to get it on air, yeah. but we're still reading that. So thanks for yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, we 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 read we we definitely read it, and hopefully that we caught the gist of it. And to pivot on this last point real quick, and address that's something that was addressed in the last um, the last show. Uh, one of the things that they, they mentioned about holding stuff off for CisneCon, they do that every year, and 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 they have told us every year, but they're not they don't usually tell us in a letter from the chairman. And so I think this is this is just putting words to paper about a standard practice they've had for like five years at this point. Stuff, anything in the in the, in the second half of the year, they cut off news flow at a certain point, and it starts becoming sure. filler. And then you get it lumped in the CitizenCon. That's how you get those cool videos. All true, except for the part where Chris said in the letter he's doubling down on it. That, those are his words. His words are doubling down. Yeah. Uh, you know what? So I, I, I think it's just more of the same. It's just. Except twice as much. Standard operating procedure. <laughs> it's going to be huge. It's going to be huge. It's going to be huger the than huge. Many people are telling me twice this. as big, twice it's as gonna, long. It's going to be twice as big, twice as long. It's going to be and, double the girth and, and uncut. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yep. All that. They're hit. It's you're, you're get you're getting the the double beef, double cheese serving of citizens. See, I think we should make our States. own game. Make it twice as big and twice as as. Uh, as techie and and call it space force space Space force well it's funny that you say that jeff it's funny you say that because we have some no man's sky feedback here what what i mean i'm sorry i didn't hear that it's general feedback rambo says didn't get into nms at launch got it now for the update i'm already 70 plus hours into it smiley face and i think that this is an excellent segue to talk about the proposed Space Force and the great patches that they would put out as a proposal 
that look like art from No Man's Sky. So I think that we should we should as a nation uh, support Sean Murray and No Man's Sky as being the inspiration for the future United States. Tony, Space I will Force. walk away from this set right now. <laughs> uh, that was yeah mm, yeah Space Force so. So good times, good times. No man's sky in space. I, I saw your tweet on that. That's that was an excellent, <laughs> excellent point. Terrible. <laughs> I know they're terrible. Henry's just seeing it for the first time. I want to put Trump hair on all the round ones. <laughs> I, they're just just... on top of the logo. That's awesome. <laughs> Here's the thing: the art, the red one, right? There's a red one that's a space force in like a spacey lettering, like from a sci-fi show, and then yeah. there's the NASA like swoosh thing that's like the uh the line the that kind of goes around yeah and that's there and that's this big red circle now instead of a blue globe which it originally was there's a big red mm-hmm. circle and there's this weird yellow swoosh over it like trump hair and it's just looking at that i see his dumb bald head with this swoosh yeah, yeah. on top of it yeah <laughs> that's the first it's... thing i saw when i saw that was like oh nasa's logo has a comb over that's awesome <laughs> <laughs> That's terrible, but but yeah. So there, yeah, yeah. So uh, just just food for thought, everybody, as we as we march to a brave new future, brought to you by Sean Murray and No Man's Sky. So so no. Twitch chat. I just dro- no. I just dropped a link in, in, in no. Twitch chat, and you can see mm-hmm. that the right two logos are the No Man's Sky inspired ones. Oh yeah, and, uh, you yeah. guys can all weigh in on that. Absolutely. Yeah, and Commander Tony Curtis, we do read. It's just typically we don't respond to you until the uh, we have breaks in between stuffs. The No Man's Sky ones are like definitely No Man's Sky inspired. They they could be the box art. It's funny. Yeah. Even the pastel colors. Yeah. It's like no guys. Yeah. <laughs> no, it, it looks like a procedurally generated planet on Mars. Even uh, <laughs> with funny. trees, which I don't get. I. That part struck me as funny. I, I, Mars has trees on I it. Guess Trump's Space Mars Force will have is, trees, and he's going to make the Martians pay for it. <clears throat> Space Force is in charge of terraforming. <laughs> okay. Well, what what the hell does Mars awaits have to do with Space Force? Because we're going to go there and I, conquer it. I don't know. He's an idiot. I <laughs> a bunch crazy. of trees what there, are, I guess. What else are you going to invade, huh? I, I mean, if you listen to... <laughs> you can't well, invade Venus. No. Can't invade Mercury. Can't well, invade they, Jupiter. Well... They, they could uh, name Uranus after Trump or call it Trump's Uranus. <laughs> that that has implications that I do not wish to explore at this point. Why don't you, get, why don't you take us home, Joe? I bet they found oh. coal on Mars, and they have to go oh. get coal. Oh, new Patreon this week? No. <laughs> Random winner? None. Why would anybody give us any money? We <laughs> suck. <laughs> and this week's community question... What's the right time to figure out PvP? Right up front with the game design or after all the plumbing has gone in? And otherwise, how is the show? Are we ready for another round of investor financing or has our Kickstarter funding run out? Drop us an email, a tweet, or comment on our show posts, which you can find on our website and over on our Facebook page. And that brings us to the end of episode 224 of Guard Frequency. We'll be back with episode 225 on August 21st, 2018. So be sure to keep an ear out for our shows over at GuardFrequency.com. We'd like to thank the entire team at Guard Frequency and the Priority One Network. Thanks to our community manager, Justin Chivalry Bean Lowmaster, our artist, Ben Sanders, and of course, our audio engineers, Mikey and Lennon. Thanks to our syndication partner, The Bass, and a special thanks to Ronald Jenkins for his permission to use his music in our show. Visit RonaldJenkins.com for more of his work. 
But above all, we especially want to thank you folks for tuning in. If no one's listening out there, the deep black gets pretty lonely. Reduce thrust. And Tony can stream about you. And if you can hold him tonight, right? Um, no, so, no, 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 no. Read the copy. Read the copy. Is it, I'm, I'm going to have to find this song and play it for you. You get a blue dot. Well, yeah, that, <laughs> that put, is just a put that right mark in the of shame of some kind. The more support we get, the better show we cannot make. Just head over to our website and click on the big Patreon logo to help out. I think I think you need to fix that. <laughs> I think you're, that one that one my fun. my jackrabbit ears my jackrabbit ears caught that a little bit. Okay. He he has a high perception score. I know. I, I do. Look, I got a high passive perception. You you're you're the only you're the only one that was head bob in there, you know, we didn't hear a thing. <laughs> Awkward. Yeah. Brian Brian, we don't need to see your butt fedora. Do you have a oh. Oh, okay. <clears throat> Beep, beep. Just, 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 just read the copy. No, I just told him to shut up or go to bed. Um, and it wasn't, unfortunately, my my kids making the noise. It was my wife. She has- <laughs> <laughs> shut up or go to bed. I'm trying to play on the internet with my friend. Yeah, yeah. It doesn't go over well. I was gonna say how that worked out for you. Yeah, she's like. <laughs> so Tony, I mean, so uh, Ken Shadow can stay up and play as long as he wants tonight because he's gonna sleep on the couch. <laughs> Given the risks of attacking the princess at such a location and the uncertainty of success, and there's a spider on my microphone. One second, please, while I murder it. It's dead. You got to take a single? Absolutely.